In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Today I would like to start a meditation with an apology. I got a call three weeks ago and I'm not getting rid of it. I wanted to produce this meditation a while before, but waiting to get better and better is not happening, so at the end I'm going to, to read it as as I am, I'm sorry about this. It's the truth. And let's see if we get into it through that text of the Gospel, in which Pilate said, So then you are a king. Jesus answered, It is you who say that I am a king. I was born for this. I came into the world for this. To bear witness to the truth. And all who are on the side of truth, listen to my voice. Truth, said Pilate, what is that? There are many thoughtful people who try to find, to find out what's the problem or problems that we have in our society, like the ones that sometimes we get into the news, or someone who has stabbed a teenager, or a teenager, or a gang of teenagers that they destroy everything as they pass by, or the silly thing who started shooting in, in a school, and things like that. And these very thoughtful people, in the end, they give us some kind of generic explanation that does not convince anyone, but I don't know how, smoothies the conscience of all. They, the per perpetrators, or the young people in general, they will say, they are frustrated, and they need more space and more capacity for expansion. And as like the one who has been illuminated by the gods at that very moment, they may conclude these young people need more rock concerts. And that's it. Everything will be solved with more rock concerts, as they think. I guess that other thinkers may have come up with the idea that these young people need more marijuana. But is as you see, it's a very silly, simple answer to big problems that we have in our society. It is painful to see how our society tries to solve these important matters with superficial and easy answers. But no one dares to go to the bottom of the problem. The real problem in our society is that we have a crisis of truthfulness. It is not only that people don't tell the truth. 
I mean that people tell lies. The crisis is deeper. The truth is nothing connected with reality. But what one feels the truth is, or what people would like to hear, even if that means that the person contradicts himself or herself five minutes later. You see, some of the people who like to talk, if you allow them to talk a lot for a substantial length of time, then the, pers the person contradicts himself. But even it's not that, it's that people contradict themselves because they feel that they need to change the arguments because the people who are listening are different than the people who were listening half an hour before. In that sense, we can say that nowadays the truth is fluid. Today's truth is not the same as the truth yesterday. The truth becomes completely subjective. 2 plus 2 is 22, as we know. We don't need even to reach a consensus. Everyone is right, and everyone is entitled to defend his own or her own truth, except when the truth is the truth, because then one becomes dogmatic, because one cannot be dogmatic. Could you imagine Jesus living in our society when he says, I was born for this, I came into the world for this, to bear witness to the truth, and all who are on the side of the truth listen to my voice. To be witness of the truth means becoming a martyr. The martyr is the real witness of the truth, that Jesus is God, that Jesus came on earth, that Jesus has redeemed us, that our destiny is in heaven with our Lord Jesus Christ. So, are we ready to go to the bottom of everything? Are we ready to look for the truth? No? Then, we would never find God. My experience as a priest is that those who have been looking for the truth, though deep atheists, they have found God. And those who were very superficial and never bothered to find the truth, though practicing, though believers, have lost their faith. Which group do you choose to be? I leave you with our Lord. Answer to him.
So, what is it? What is the truth? If I say the truth is the truth, I'm not saying a silly tautology, because the truth exists, and the truth is what it is. The problem is that no one gives a fig for, the, for it because it is easier to make and fake the truth than to discover and follow it. The truth exists. Where to find the truth? It is in each one of the things, rocks, plants, animals and persons which are around us and it is up to us to discover it. That has been the position of the classic philosophers, that the truth is in the bin, in each one of the beans. The problem also resides in us. Our capacity to know is limited, and that's why we come up with different solutions and different opinions, and that are more or less close to the reality that we face. In that sense, we'll say that this thought, this theory or opinion, is more truthful than another one. It depends on how close to the reality we are looking is. All this looks quite straightforward, but there is a real problem. The problem is our pride. Our pride makes us not to be ready to accept that we have made a mistake or that our knowledge about something is very limited. Our pride makes us believe that the reality is what we have found out, what we know, and doesn't allow us to see that what we have found out is defective. Incom incomplete or erroneous. It is like telling us, you never make mistakes. And that's something that is like an illness in our society. We think that we don't make any mistakes. And even worse, we are telling our children that they never make a mistake and that they are like angels that everything is perfect in themselves. The head of a primary school was telling me a few years ago, at the beginning when we started this school, you could ask any of the children if they have been naughty, what have you done? And then they, yes, with a great simplicity, brought everything wrong that they have done and, of course, everything that the other children in the classroom have been doing. You could know absolutely everything. Nowadays, you ask the children and the children will never recognize that they have done something wrong. And even worse, when you ask the parents, the parents become completely defensive of the children. And they never get the truth. The child doesn't have any illness. The, ha the child doesn't have any needs, special needs. The child is very clever, but what we see is the opposite. 
and the child could be very naughty, but of course for them he's always an angel and will be always an angel. People grow up without realizing that they make mistakes. We could bring that text of the Bible, okay, the Old Testament, the book of Proverbs, in which it says, Who offends me is you, my son. Like saying, don't look around, it is you. So, yes, that idea, you never make mistakes. Years ago, a little girl was doing some drawings. A mom asked her, what are you drawing? And she answered, I'm drawing God. Mom replied, but my dear, no one knows what God looks like. And the girl retorted, now they will know. One can only smile at the simplicity of this little girl. But the reality is that we do the same every time we don't want to recognize our mistakes and limitations. This path takes us far away from God, because God is the truth. The truth, the way, and the life, he said. And he said in an absolute terms, I am the truth. I am the way. I am the life. Those who don't seek the truth, but in a way create it with their own imagination, their own thoughts, they will never find him. They will never find God. A true encounter with Christ is possible only when one draws close to him in humility and simplicity. In the pages of the Gospel, we find people who, when they encounter Jesus, they change completely. A beautiful example is the Samaritan woman, the Zacchaeo, the woman that was found or caught in, in adultery. Beautiful examples. They changed their lives completely. There are other people who even spend more time with Jesus and then they never change anything. We have the example of Pilate or Herod and some of the Pharisees who have been following Jesus like the disciples, but only with that bad intention of catching him in something that they could accuse him. And because they couldn't accuse him of anything, then they lie. They lie like the devil, one after the other, to try or trying to condemn him. So how well do we recognize the truth? How well do we study those things that are related with the truth, with God, or with any really real business here on earth? 
Can our Lord say to us, as he said to Nathanael, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. I leave you with our Lord. Tell him the truth of your life. Open your heart to him. Tell him that you would like to invite him to come to your own heart, but that heart is full of rubbish, dirt, and many other things that we should take away. And at the moment, we don't have the strength to do so. And with simplicity and humility, tell him, take everything from my heart that it is an obstacle to be with you and throw it away and give you permission. At the moment, I don't have the strength to do it on my own. Now comes the big question. Why do we need to be witness of the truth? There are two reasons that come to my mind. Surely that you may find many more. These two reasons are freedom and trust. 
Let us start with trust. A society is based on trust. We need to trust each other to be able to live in a community. The more we trust each other, the easier that life in the community becomes. And trust is based on truth. If people around us lie, all the goals and benefits of living in a community are defeated. There is no possibility of doing business, for instance, or no security that someone is not going to take our goods from us or even our life. That's why truth is so important. I find it fascinating that our Lord, who came to redeem us from the slavery of the devil, sin and death, at the end of the dialogue with Pilate, he says, I was born for this, I came into the world for this, to bear witness to the truth, and all who are on the side of truth listen to my voice. Truth? said Pilate, what is that? You know that the devil is recognized as the prince of lies, not only because our Lord calls him like this, but because the first three sentences he says in the book of Genesis are three lies. He is the one behind the big confusion we have nowadays about the truth. A human is not a dog, even if that person is completely convinced he is a dog. And two plus two are not twenty-two, even if the sound of twenty-two is nicer than four. A very important conclusion for our spiritual life is that, if there is no truth, there is no way to find God, the supreme truth. The second reason to be witness of the truth is freedom. The words of a friend of mine can help. He said, we are very conservative. Man finds it easy to stay where he has been always, to defend the ideas that are held by everyone and at the same time not to make the effort of looking for the truth. Man prefers, as Plato would say, the shadows of the cavern than the light of the day. And it's true. Truth is too risky. It's better to be a slave of the majority than to singularize oneself with the truth. The slave that everyone carries inside has no desire to be a free person for the fear of having to live in a noble way as a hero, as a human being. As my friend says, it is easier not to look for the truth, but then it enslaves us and brings misery. One of us may sustain that 2 plus 2 is 22, but this way of calculation is very risky. Only the truth makes us free. Just think of that good intention, but bad advice we may have received in the past. Instead of solving our problem, it may have made it bigger, and we may have felt trapped in it for ages. The truth will make you free. This sentence of our Lord 
can be understood in two ways. The first one is what we have been talking right now. Not looking for the truth makes us trapped in our mistakes. And the second, from the perspective of the greatest truth of our existence, God loves us. The truth is that we are creatures. God has created us. But also the truth is that he has created us to enjoy an infinite love, his love. The only thing that will make anyone happy for an eternity. The love that transmits his infinite happiness. The truth is that when we committed the original sin, we could have been sent to hell directly, but God showed another aspect of his love by forgiving us and promising a saviour. The truth is that the prophet promised was not just a great one, but the same Son of God. The truth is that God became a man and died for us in the most horrible and painful way we humans have invented, to show us how deep his love for us is. And the truth is that when doing so, he made us his image and likeness again, and that we have received back our freedom from him. Keep in mind that one thing is to act without coercion and another is to become free through acting properly. Only those liberated by grace of the slaveries of the devil, sin and eternal death are really free. The martyrs are the witness of the truth. God is calling all of us to become martyrs, to be witness of the truth through the small things that everyday life brings to us. Not everyone has the possibility of the probability of becoming a martyr as we understand martyrdom, but everyone can become a martyr through the little things of everyday life by doing it in the spirit of the truth, in the spirit of God, of our Lord Jesus Christ. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Garden Angel, in the seed for me. Not everyone has the possibility of the probability of becoming a martyr as we understand martyrdom, but everyone can become a martyr through the little things of everyday life by doing it in the spirit of the truth, in the spirit of God, of our Lord Jesus Christ. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Garden Angel, in the seed for me.